Okay, so if people text me like during the service, what am I supposed to do? Ignore them, right? Yeah. Ignore them. All right, y'all saw the little demonstration, and the reason for that is, I mean, did y'all play that in the third grade, second grade, or whatever? All right, so it doesn't matter how young or how old you are, this is, this is what happens, okay? I like that illustration because it does this week and last week. So somewhere between gossip and lying, that's, that's what you just saw. So one person starts something, and what I said was true, right? I wasn't lying. I mean, that's really what we say here at our church. No one sits alone. So I'm kind of looking around now. Is anybody sitting alone? <laughs> that's what happens. So no one sits alone. So I started out as true, and it really didn't turn into a lie or anything. It just changed into something completely different by the time we got to the end, right? It could have been something that came out as a lie, but it didn't. And so, Nathan, the way you handled it was great. You know, it's like, I don't really know just something about church. That was it. Because Nathan could have made something up, right? He could have. Something about church. That's exactly what was told to you. All right. I don't know where the mix-up happened, right? I don't know. And, and, again, it's a simple illustration. You do this with children, it's so much fun. But it helps you understand how gossip works. Because even if you have the best intentions in saying what you say, it doesn't mean that the next person's going to pass that along. Number one, they shouldn't pass it along. But if they do, they may not pass it along the way you gave it to them, right? And by the time it gets three, four people deep, because that's the way gossip works, um, everything's changed up. And now we're talking about something that's not even true anymore. We're talking about a lie. So it started as gossip and it turned into a lie. You get both of those and you get a lot of that. All right, the scripture I'm going to read today is out of Proverbs chapter 18. And I'm just going to read one verse in just a moment. I think I've got a statement before that. Oh, let me do this. This was our series. We're at the last week. So we did a week on complaining, a week on criticism, a week on lying. And here we are in gossip. So I think I got a question. There you go. How many of you know someone who gossips? Please don't point at anybody, right? All right I don't want anybody pointing, but you know, if you're guilty of gossip, which, by the way, I'm going to define gossip in just a moment. Some of you have heard me do this, and some of you remember it, but so many people don't know what gossip is. They don't know. They think it's when you tell lies about people. Well, you know what that's called? Lying. <laughs> it's not gossip. It's a lie. And a lie is different from gossip. So I'll define gossip in just a moment. And if you've been involved in it this week, if you've been involved in it today, if you've heard some of it, you've kind of been on the receiving end, then, then this is for you, okay? And we read a lot at the beginning of this service. I read one, two, three, four verses about words. And this is also out of the same chapter. This is Proverbs 18. And I want you to see what it says about gossip. But this is the way it's worded in Proverbs 18. I think this is the version we have printed on the screen. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Right? Let me read you that in the New American Standard version as well. It says it a little bit different. 18.8. Uh, the words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels that go down into the innermost parts of the body. So just imagine your favorite tasting food. What's that for me? Anybody know? What's the food I love? I do. I love key lime anything. I like Boston cream donuts. 
And you're supposed to eat those in small amounts, right? Like they're, no, <laughs> that's what they tell me. <laughs> you gotta have it. So one piece of key lime pie, one Boston cream donut. Those things are sweet. So for me, and, and maybe you're not this way, but this is how I am. Um, I can wake up in the morning thinking about a donut. Like I wake up and as soon as I'm awake, does that happen to you? I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, how long would it take me to get up, get ready, and get a Boston cream donut? Because right, those things taste good. Call it an addiction, whatever. That's what I have. That's what the Bible uses. That's the proverb to tell us about gossip. I mean, it's, for some people, it's that. Like, they wake up in the morning like, what can I find out today? What can I tell today? They get on the phone like, who can I call? They need to know this. Right? It's, it's like that. And, and so whether they're giving out the information or receiving the information... That's what it does. And so that's what the proverb's saying. It's saying rumors, gossip, these are things that, that they taste good going down, but they will sink into your heart. Um, yesterday, we were at New Life, and everything was going fine. We were working, everything was fine. And then I walked by the kitchen, and someone, someone, I don't know who they're going to confess here, maybe if they're here right now, someone brought peanut M&Ms. Who was that? Nobody in this room? <laughs> really? It was you? Oh my goodness, it was my wife. She knows me. <laughs> she knows I can't resist peanut M&Ms. If I walk by and they're just laying there, some are going to disappear, right? <sighs> These foods. You can see what the Scripture is trying to say about us. Okay, That's how we are. Everything's good. We're walking. We're working. We're doing what we should do. And then all of a sudden, there's peanut M&M on the counter. We can't resist. Hey, did you hear about some people can't resist that? Hey, did you know what was said about they can't resist? They can't stop. They can't say no. They just have to participate. They have to get in on that. That's how gossip works. And that's what we're talking about here today. So let me give you um, some of these things to think about. We try to disguise our gossip. Like, we don't want it to look like gossip. And this is kind of what we do. I think I've got three of these. We try to disguise, disguise it by making it a prayer request. Has this happened to you? Okay, this is what someone will do. They have some information. It's gossip. They want you to know. And so they tell you, hey, will you pray about this? And what they do is they tell you something you shouldn't know. That's gossip. Okay, what, what I've got. I've got another one. All right, so... God already knows the prayer request, and I'm not saying don't pray. Pray. Talk to God. But God already knows the prayer request. He knows everything you're going to bring to Him. Prayer isn't about informing God or your friends. It is going to be about trust. That's what prayer is about. So, on Wednesday nights, I'll stand right here. We've got some tables set up, and we're having our inspiration group. We always take prayer requests. But the group that's here Wednesday night is so good about this because we don't want to gossip in our prayer requests so we want people to pray and we want people to know what to pray for and we would like to be as specific as we can about that but we understand that there are some things that don't need to be said even in the form of a prayer request because it crosses the line between you know being a true prayer request and being gossip does that make sense if you bring somebody's personal business they don't want told to the table in the prayer request time that's wrong and every once in a while, I've kind of had to interrupt somebody. I mean, that happens every now and then just to get them not to finish what they're about to say because this, is, this doesn't need to be said here. 
Now, I, again, I want you to take everything to God. You pray about everything you know about, everything you want to pray about. You do that, okay? But sometimes the rest of us don't need to know. I think I've got one more part of this. It's okay to talk about it if it's true. Does that make it right? All right, let me give you my definition. Those of you who like to take notes, this is what you need to write down about gossip, okay? These, there's three criteria that make it gossip. And I don't have a slide on this, okay? This is like bonus, okay? These are the three things that you need to know to know if something is gossip. Number one, it must be true. Must be true. If it's a lie, it's not gossip, it's a lie, okay? So gossip is true. It's something that's actually... Now, I know we get confused about that sometimes because what's true to you might not be true to me, meaning we, we both saw something, but you saw something different than I saw. So I'm not saying you're lying, that's just what you saw, all right? What I saw was something else, or what you know about is one thing, what I know about is another thing. I'm not saying you're lying, you're telling the truth as much as you understand the truth, and, but so am I, and we're saying slightly different things, okay? So I, that's a really confusing part of life and communication, but that happens all the time. But we start with... You're not purposely telling a lie. You're not making something up. You're not saying something that you know not to be true. You're saying something you believe to be true. That's how gossip starts. It is true. Number two, it is not yours to share. That's how you know if it's gossip. Now, if the person told you that you can tell others, good. You can you know, tell away. But if someone told you something in confidence, or if you came to know something that you know they wouldn't want others to know, that's not yours to share. That's part of what makes it gossip. It's not your story to tell. It's not your information to put out there. And then here's the third one. It will hurt. You can reasonably think that if I tell this, it's going to hurt somebody. It's going to hurt their feelings. It's going to hurt their reputation. It's going to hurt them in some way. They wouldn't want people to think this about them. All the, you know, any, there's going to be some pain involved if I tell this somewhere. Okay, so those three things. It must be true. It's not yours to share. And it's going to bring some pain. It's going to hurt. Those are the three criteria for gossip. And so if it's not true, it's a lie. But this is what gossip actually is. Now, let me give you a statement that I love. Okay, ready for this? I don't have a slide on it. Everything that is said should be true. We want all of our words to be true. Everything that is said should be true, but not everything true must be said. All right, let me say that one more time, right, Jennifer? Everything that is said should be true. Not everything true should be said. Just because it's true doesn't mean you must tell it. Uh, there's another word for that that kind of fits into that category, and it's called confidentiality, right? And it's something that, um, that I have to deal with all the time. Many of you have to deal with it at different levels. But, but being able to keep things confidential is extremely important. Okay? So everything we say should be true, but not everything true should be said. Uh, it really comes down to, for you personally, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known as the person who can hear something, receive something, and keep it? Or do you want to be known as the person that everyone else is thinking, if I tell them, they'll tell everybody. I know, look, I'm supposed to just tell you the truth, right? right? I don't have to tell you everything is true because some things need to be confidential. But I'm just going to, I'm going to put this out here, okay? Because this is what you need to hear. It's what all of us need to hear. You and I don't want to be the person that other people are thinking, let me go tell them, they'll tell everybody. Right? You don't want to be that person. 
Because if you're that person that everyone's thinking, you know, I want to get some information out. Who do I tell? I'll tell them because they'll tell everybody. They'll do it. You don't want to be that person. That's gossip. That's what we're talking about. You want to be the opposite of that. You want to be the person that someone can trust with important information. If they choose to share it with you, you'll keep it. That's what you want. All right, let me give you the next part of this. So who does gossip hurt? We're just going to think our way through this really quickly. Who does gossip hurt? It starts with hurting the person that you're speaking about. I'll give you a verse of Scripture. It's Proverbs 16, 28. I think we've got it. The troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. If you've seen that in your own life, you know exactly what we're talking about. It can happen in families. It happens among friends. It happens in coworkers. It happens in any circle of people. When someone starts to do something like this, they, they plant some seeds by saying something maybe that's true, but it didn't need to be said. And when that thing starts to grow, that's when the strife comes. That's when the confusion comes. That's when the broken relationships come. Can you see how important this is for a church? It's true everywhere, and it's helpful for you, I hope, in all parts of your life. But can you see how important it is in a church? Because this is one of the places where we slowly but surely learn how to be vulnerable. Like We learn to find some people in our faith circle that we trust, people that we can talk to, people we can lean on and count on. But if that trust gets broken and those things get shared outside of that, it brings a kind of damage to the fellowship that's bad for all of us. And every one of you, now, I better not say that. That might not be completely true. But many of you have had this experience where you go to a church and you think to yourself, I'm not telling anybody anything. Right? You've had that because you don't trust the people. You don't know the people. You don't know if you can trust them or not. Why? It's because somewhere back there in your life, people have either lied or they've gossiped. They took something about you, whether it was true or it was not, and, and they shared that with other people. And, you know, I mean, I know that happens to people, and sometimes it's awful when it happens. And when I still see those same people show up in church, I'm like, yes. Because what do a lot of people do when something like that occurs? They go, they go right out the door, and you never see them again. They say, if that's what church is all about, I'm out. I'm out. Um, how many of you know some pastors that have been around for like 30 years or more? Y'all know some of those people? I'm getting close to that myself. But uh, if you know a pastor that's been in a church or a number of churches, he, he's been in ministry for, say, 30-plus years, you know people have talked about him. And you know lies have been told. You know he's been through some of those things. And if he's still doing it, there's really only one reason he's doing it, because God called him to it. Absolutely. And I'll turn that around for you, and I'll say this. If you know anybody that's been active in a church for 30 or more years, same way. They, they still show up, not because everything's been good for them for 30 years, not because it's been a pleasant, this is the best place I've ever been for 30 years. They've been through the hurt. They've been through the gossip. They've had people lie about them, even in church. And they've had their expectations shattered, and they still show up because Jesus is still worth it. Because they still love Him, even if people sometimes let them down. That's how gossip works, and that's how we get into it. So you start there. Gossip hurts the person that's spoken about. Now, one last thing, and I'll leave that. If you're ever the target or ever kind of the victim, in this case, of someone else's bitterness or their insecurities or their fears, and that's why they, they do this and, and point this at you, look, it could be worse. You could be in their shoes, right? You could be living with the insecurities and the fears and problems they have. 
Okay, so again, you know, just try to have a little empathy, try to have a little sympathy when you meet someone that either tells lies or they share gossip, gossip. Just, just try to have some empathy for them. Okay. All right, so it hurts the person spoken about. Number two, it hurts the listener. This is the part we don't think about when people gossip. We don't think we're hurting ourselves. And I give you the scripture. It's Proverbs 17, 4, that says, Wrongdoers ease, eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay, pay close attention to slander. Okay, so it hurts. It hurts you. I always relate stuff like this to drugs. Y'all know my background, right? And I spent a lot of time working in substance abuse and things like that. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with someone talking about substance abuse, some kind of drug, you know, maybe their problems, alcohol, maybe their big problems, weed or something like that. But they'll sit down and they'll tell you, I don't have a problem. I've lost my job. I don't have any money. All my important relationships are, are garbage, but I don't have a problem with drugs, right? They, they don't see that what they do hurts them. That's what they don't see. And, and so you can, you can, you know, kind of my role is to sit there and to listen, to hear, and then kind of reflect that back and then try to talk about it in the nicest way I can. But you're trying to help someone understand, I know you say this feels good. I know you say you like it. I know you say it's your choice. I get all that. But do you also see what it's doing to you? And when it comes to gossip, we're doing the same thing. You, know, it's, it's not, you don't get arrested for gossip. You don't go to jail for gossip, I don't think. None of those things happen, but, but you harm yourself when you gossip. The flip side of that is this. Anybody who will talk to you about other people will talk to other people about you, right? I know there's some kind of nice verse you can coin about that, but if, if, if they'll stand there and talk to you about, you know, if someone will stand there and they'll talk to you about Ross, when they leave, they'll talk about you. They'll talk to someone else, right? So you, you want to know that about people. All right, here's the third part. Gossip hurts the listener. Gossip hurts the speaker. This is Proverbs 25, 9. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip, and you will never regain your good reputation. I want to give you a phrase that I love, okay? Secret keeper. You heard me say that before? Secret keeper? All right, that, that's a phrase that I love. It is a phrase that when I use it, it is loaded with meaning for me. Because you're going to need some people in your life who are true secret keepers. And, and it's not that you're trying to hide everything from the world. It's just the world doesn't need to know everything, right? About you or what you think or what you've done. And so you need some secret keepers in your life. And if you ever become known as a person who can't keep a secret, guess what? Only fools are going to talk to you, right? They're going to be the only ones who tell you anything important because as far as they're concerned, your reputation is you can't keep the secret. It is the exact opposite. So what gossip does is it destroys those things. Now, if you need one word to kind of go through those three that we, that we were just talking about, how it hurts the person being spoken about, it hurts the listener, it hurts the speaker, the one word that ties all that together is relationship. That's what it is. That's what gossip does. It destroys relationships over and over again. So we got our sign. My big fat mouth. Okay. It'll, it'll get you in trouble. You can take your small mind and you can get in all kind of trouble with a big mouth. Right? I said that nice too, didn't I? Like I made it sound nice. Nicer than it really is. But that's what happens. To guard your words... 
to catch yourself in the moment when things are being shared and you have a chance to say it, to catch yourself then and to not gossip. That's, that's the catch. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's where the change occurs. And for some people, I mean, they, they need God to help them so they don't do that anymore. So let's talk about how, how to control gossip. I'm going to give you just two of these real quick. This is, these are the things that help. And they're real simple. You just have to think them through and what they mean in your life. So number one, you, you have to guard your ears. You have to guard your ears. Just because someone wants to come and talk to you and tell you something doesn't mean you have to listen to it, right? And one of the things we can do as a church is we can, we can put a stop to a lot of gossip on the receiving side. Because on, on the other side, we want people not to gossip. But if you won't listen to gossip, that works the other way and you got both sides covered. So we don't want people to say something that would be considered gossip, but we don't want to listen to it either. So let me give you a question. When someone starts to talk to you about something, you pick this up really quick, like they're about to tell me something about somebody that I don't know, and I don't know if it's true or it's not. This could be a lie. This could be a gossip thing. I don't know. So just real quickly interject yourself. Interrupt the person and just say to them, should you be telling me this? Are you bold enough to do that? Could you just kind of interrupt and say, hey, should you be telling me this? Or, or if you need to say it another way, maybe something that sounds a little better. I don't know if this sounds better to you or not, but you could say it this way. Do they want you to tell me this? Is it okay for you to tell me this? I mean, it sounds like you're being mean to them, right? But what's worse? To kind of interrupt and ask them, hey, check yourself. Is this something we should be talking about? Or let them go ahead and gossip. Because if you let them go ahead and gossip, they're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt the person they're talking about. And they're going to hurt you in some way. So which one's worse? So that's where you start. You guard your ears. Let me give you the scripture out of Matthew 18. This is the chapter that everybody wants to go to when there's a lot of conflict. Okay, it's the Matthew 18, kind of the, the pattern that Jesus gave us. But, but listen to the wisdom of Jesus. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you've won that person back. So Jesus says it like this. You've heard something, whatever. You've been on the receiving end of gossip. Don't take that. Don't go pass that on to someone else. If it's, if it's something that you should deal with, you go right to that person. You talk to them. You don't talk to other people about them. You talk to them. That's how you miss the gossip. So that's the first part. You guard your ears. And then here's the second part. You close your mouth. You guard your words. Uh, I don't know where I heard the phrase first. Might have been a movie. If you, if you know the movie, just tell me what it was. But the guy said, this would be a good time for you to keep it to yourself. Does that sound familiar to anyone? That's a movie line somewhere. I don't know what it was about. But this would be a good time for you to keep it to yourself. That's how you put a stop to gossip. You just say, I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to tell it, even if I know it's true, because that's what gossip is. I will stay out of that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to say it. Gossip. So let me just dig into that for a moment, and then I'm going to wrap it up here today, okay? Why would we want to participate in gossip? Why, what's underneath there? What, what good does it do me to tell you something that makes another person look bad, even if it's true? Somewhere under there can be this. I need to bring them down a little bit. So I can elevate myself. Because if I gossip, I make them look a little worse. And in some way, I make myself look a little bit better. 
And if you don't understand gossip, you don't care about gossip, it doesn't, it doesn't register that way. But, but underneath gossip, that's what's going on. You, you may not be concerned about raising yourself up, but you're concerned about bringing someone else down. You want them closer to your level. And neither one of those things sounds good. Neither one. So when we gossip, we don't have someone else's best interest at heart, right? We don't have their best interest at heart. My wife gave me a phrase years ago, and, uh, and I just I try to apply it in every direction. Anytime there's a dilemma, anytime there's a, a difficult thing to figure out, you're trying to say what I do for this one versus this one, you kind of have different parties involved, my wife would just say to me, what's the most loving thing? Like you can't make everybody happy. You can't do everything everybody wants. That's not going to happen in this circumstance. But what's the most loving thing? And that's been a filter that has saved me over and over again. Because I just look at the situation. It's not about whether I'm frustrated or whether it makes me mad or any of those things. If I'm going to act and I need to take some action, what's the most loving thing to do? That's a great filter. And I give Michelle the credit for it. Now, when it comes to gossip, the most loving thing will always be to not participate and to not share it. Always. The scripture bears that out. Jesus himself was a recipient of gossip. He was targeted with gossip. It, gossip was used against him to send him to the cross. Right? Things that were said about him that were true, but they were used against him to send him to the cross. I don't know if you've ever thought about what happened to Jesus in those terms, but that's what occurred. So again, what's the most loving thing to do? Not to participate, not to share. All right, here's my challenge for you today. And then I'm going to give you time to think and pray. We'll have our invitation. But here's my challenge. We've got it on the screen. I put it in the form of a promise today. I promise to remove gossip from my life. Sounds painful, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't gossip, you're good today. You're thinking, hey, I'm glad I'm at church today. I hope everybody else was listening. But if you do get involved in this, if you have been involved in gossip, this is a promise that may be hard to make today, but I'm, I'm challenging you. I'm asking you to think about that for your own good and for the good of your family, for the good of this faith family. I'm asking you to, to, to get there, to promise I'm going to remove gossip from my life. Now, I'm giving you permission to do something today, okay? Because I'm your pastor and I talk a lot. If you hear me saying something and it sounds like gossip, you got to call me on that, right? You got to say, hey, wait a minute, Pastor. Should we be talking about this? I promise you, if you say to me, should we be talking about this? I'm going to stop talking because I need to think that through because I haven't thought it through enough. If, if, you, if you have a check on it, if you've got a question about whether I should be telling you that or not, I need to stop what I'm saying and think about that because I might not need to say it. I'm giving you permission to do that for me. And what I'm asking you is to consider giving that permission to your faith family too. Because you want to get there. I promise to remove gossip from my life. That's part of your choice and it's part of the accountability that comes from your church family. That's what you have in your church family. Alright, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand together. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. I want you to have some time to respond and just talk to God about these things. Uh, I'm going to walk around right here. I'll be here to pray with you if you want to pray with someone. But I want you to have a few moments to talk to God about it. Let's stand together.
Father in heaven, we love you and we thank you for your word. And you give us these proverbs, you give us these verses that just speak so boldly to us about our words and, and the damage that they do and how we should conduct ourselves. And so God, I pray for each one in these next few moments that we would just uh, respond to you and the things that you've stirred in our minds and in our hearts. And God, would you bring about change in us because we would want to be the kind of church family where gossip's just not here, where it's just not a part of who we are, it's just not something we do, and that we could be the kind of faith family where we can have a lot of trust, and when people come here and they join in and they're part, uh, that they can trust us. We want to be people like that, so help us, Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.